When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Promised Land, a show all about Manchester United and part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined by Rob Blanchett. Impromptu show, Rob, because uh, I'm in <laughs> Qatar and we did take a break from recording this because the World Cup's on. But Man United have hit us with two of the biggest news stories of the year <laughs> in the last 24 hours. So we have to record something. How are you doing? I'm good. Maybe two of the biggest news stories in Manchester United history. That's how mad the last 24 hours has been. So, yes, there's a World Cup on. I'm not sure people can see where you are there, Scott. Uh, out in the field in Qatar, obviously covering the World Cup out there. But things are still happening and bubbling away closer to home. Uh, and, yes, we had to record, I think, when this news broke yesterday, both of the of Ronaldo leaving the football club, but now hearing, obviously, that the Glazers are preparing to exit Manchester United. We had no choice. We had to get on a camera and talk about it. Yes, usually you can find us on Tuesdays and Fridays. What day are we on, Rob? This is a Wednesday. I'm recording a this Wednesday. on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> uh, so we take we are taking a break after the World Cup, but this one is a bit of an impromptu treat for you, listeners, um, because obviously there's loads to talk about, loads to discuss. Uh, but usually you can find us on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, join the community on that channel, The Promised Land and Manchester United Podcast. And also you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify and the likes. And uh, yeah, what else do I need to plug? Twitter, at underscore Scott Saunders, at underscore Rob, underscore B, and at Promised Land MU for the show. You can also catch me out in Qatar on 90min underscore football's channels uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Been doing a little bit. Was at Argentina, Saudi Arabia yesterday for one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history, which was quite an experience, to be honest. But let's turn our attention back to the club news cycle and Manchester United themselves, because let's should we start with the Glazers, Rob? Let's, uh, obviously, I'm sure most people have now seen the statement. I will try and drag that up if I can. Uh, but... Oh, Ronaldo leaves United is uh, is still the top news story on the on the site. I, we don't need the statement. Whatever. As you can see, I'm making this up as I go along. Hopefully you appreciate that. Commitment to this podcast, massive, 100%. But Rob, what's your initial reaction to this? Because I know we said before we started recording, could never have imagined this happening. I thought the Glazers will pass this down through generations and continue to do milk the club for all it's worth. But it feels like a sale could be on the cards. Yeah, there's been a consensus for a while that there is some interest there that the Glazers would sell for the right price, but what's the right price? So I think this is kind of where the conversation is now going to unfold in the kind of weeks and months ahead as this continues. But just the whole impact of the Glazers actually 
publicly admitting through a statement through the football club that they're ready to either sell or, as I said, attract new investment, which means someone come in and put a load of money into the club and maybe take control. That in itself is just a huge historic moment in this ownership and for the football club itself. Um, the Glazers have always tried to be as quiet as possible in their ownership, quietly taking the money out of the club, quietly getting dividends, and yes, spending money on players, but always with a kind of caveat, wasn't it? Never, never ever spending a penny of their money. I went on the radio this morning and I was asked that question about transfers. And I said, well, when you think about it in 17 years, the Glazers have never put one Glazer dollar into Manchester United. So here we are 17 years on and they're ready to go. So a big moment for United fans, obviously lots of celebration amongst the fan base. But now we need to see what comes next and we need to scrutinise the options for United as a business and as a football club. Yeah, of course. Sorry, I was on mute there, just in case there's any background noise. But yeah, uh, United put up this statement on Tuesday and announced that they are commencing a process to explore, explore strategic alternatives. So they did mention the word sale within it. So as part of this process, the board will consider all strategic alternatives, including new investment into the club, a sale or other transactions involving the company. So it's not necessarily to say there is a sale, but the fact that the word sale is there is the kicker really, isn't it? Uh, so it's I think totally. it, this, is, this is the way I think it's likely to go. Uh, Avram Glazer and Joel Glazer said, the strength of Man United rests on the passion and loyalty of our global community of 1.1 billion fans and followers. Obviously had to get that one in there. As we seek to continue building on the club's history of success, the board has authorised a thorough evaluation of strategic alternatives. We'll evaluate all options to ensure that we best serve our fans and that Man United maximises the significant growth opportunities available to the club today and in the future. The Rain Group I believe they were involved with Chelsea and their takeover is acting as the company's exclusive financial advisor as well throughout this. So there's been a variety of valuations placed on the club's head. I mean, I've not been perhaps as close to this as you because I've been out and about on the ground, but I've seen from 5 billion to 9 billion. Uh, that really means the options are kind of limited because there's not many people with that much money out in the world at the moment. Uh, but it's weird to see both Man United and Liverpool at the same time, England's two biggest clubs up for sale at the same time. We, we said it last week, Rob, the fact that the Super League has collapsed could be the turning point. We've seen Chelsea go for X amount of money, set the market price, set the market value. And now there's uh, this, the, the field has changed completely. So um, who are the likely front runners? So we just get into this because as we know, Jim Ratcliffe is the one that has uh, earlier this year made, made his interest known. So Rob, you sent me some quotes earlier. I'd be interested, but the Glazers don't want to sell is what Radcliffe had first said. And he said later, I've met Joel and Avram. They're the nicest people, proper gentlemen. It's owned by the six children of the father. If Man United had been for sale in the summer, yes, we probably would have had a go on following on from the Chelsea thing. So Jim Ratcliffe then, the favourite, among United fans, I would say? I would say he's the favourite amongst the actual fan base. You know, this process is going to, I think, be potentially quite long. It won't be like Chelsea. Obviously, with Chelsea, when Bowley took over, there was the whole Abramovich thing, Russian money. How do you get away from that as quick as possible? And, of course, that's why that sale was kind of expediated, why it went so fast. 
But I think with this one here, the Glazers will have due diligence, will take their time, because what do they want, Scott? They want the most money possible. Now, as you just said there about valuations of assets, Manchester United, I think, as I said, a rough estimation that the, the club itself is worth around four to five billion at the base level. But what do you have to add in there? Well, I think the biggest reason why the Glazers are selling is not just the financial markets globally at the moment, which, of course, are awful, but it's the sense that the time has come to rebuild Old Trafford. So a stadium build now and thinking about how much that will cost, the Glazers have been going through this process for the last year with architects looking at pricing. The rough estimate of what I've been told at the moment is that a year on from that, that the cost of building has doubled in that time. So if you were going to spend six, seven hundred million on a new stadium, you better start thinking well in excess of a billion. And I think the Glazers have looked at that and gone, no, thanks. We don't want this. We're not interested in this. So this is why I think we've triggered and got to the point where the sale has kind of come out of nowhere. But it's not nowhere. It's kind of it's been in the process. And they said there in their statement about what they're looking for. Now, Jim Radcliffe. Jim Radcliffe, I think, has a as a big invest, a big kind of personal fortune. We know what he owns. He owns Nice, Ineos, all sorts of businesses. And of course, he's a Mancunian. And yes, he's talked about owning a Premier League football club. But at the same time, he said that I'm not going to own anything that doesn't have value. So I don't think he's going to overpay for United. But I do think the sense that he's been complimentary of the Glazers in recent times. That quote I sent you was one that he did with the Financial Times at their, uh, at their seminar recently. Means that I think he can do business with these people. So he is definitely the favourite. But there's no doubt that if you put something like Manchester United on the open market, you're going to have a lot of consortiums interested. You don't need one individual. You don't need an Elon Musk, who's a multi-billionaire. You just need a few millionaire and billionaires who want to get together and own the biggest football club in world football. How long do we think this process is going to take? I mean, you mentioned Chelsea there. They did get dragged out a little bit, but, you know, we are acting as if a sale is actually going to happen. That's not not all obviously the case maybe something alternative will come out of this but i think we're both expecting a sale to happen uh what kind of turnaround time just i'm what kind of turnaround time are you expecting or hoping for by the end of this season within the next month that's not going to happen but by the end of this season well look football fans want everything ideal don't we and we're the same yesterday. we're football fans at heart so <laughs> yesterday would be fantastic today would be great and tomorrow would be okay so i think when you look at this you're talking about timings there, there there will be a process now of due diligence from the premier league so the premier league will have to oversee these things so if you think about newcastle united what happened there there were other questions wasn't there about how you move that football club on much much smaller finances much much smaller money than what we're talking about here. Um, I think that realistically, you could say by the end of the season, in realistic terms. However, we will learn, I think, in the next two, three, four days about potential bidders. Why will we learn about that? Because they will all want you to know. So this is a kind of where we will be in the media, is that they will want you to know that even if they're, they're not interested in buying Manchester United, they're going to let you know that they're thinking about it. So this is going to happen and this is going to be the process. And I think this is why Jim Ratcliffe is the favourite at the moment, simply because he said very recently, 
yeah, I would have liked to have owned Manchester United. We know that he's a childhood Manchester United fan. We know he used to go to Old Trafford. We also know he used to go to Chelsea as an adult and he wanted to buy Chelsea. But now Manchester United is actually for sale. So there was a worry that Jim Ratcliffe might be interested in Liverpool. But that never kind of materialised. FSG are the same as the Glazers, looking for investment, looking for a sale. But I do think you're going to get all types of bids. And as I said, I think there'll be a consortium out there that we just don't know of at the moment who will come forward in the weeks ahead and say, even if they're not going to, they're going to link themselves with this sale. They're going to say, we've got the money and we want to do this. Now the bigger question becomes a moral one, Scott. You know, whose money do you take? Is it money that's questionable from other parts of the world? Or do you stay English or American? There's a lot of things to answer here, but we can only see as these things kind of unfold. Obviously, the Glazer ownership has been subject to continual protests for the last 15 years plus, 17 years, you know, even before it happened. Uh, a lot has probably contributed to this, but obviously the, the protests last year, quite significant. We'll talk about Ronaldo in a second, I'm sure. The timing, wow. Cristiano Ronaldo has really, <laughs> really made the difference here. But um, yeah, how does it make, as a, as a fan, Rob, how does it make you feel? I feel, I feel strange. And why do I feel strange? Is because like every United fan, I can hand on my heart say that the Glazers have been bad for my football club. Like that's how it's always been. This conversation has been 17 years ongoing. You know, this is not a new thing. We've been talking about it since forever. Um, and rightfully so. But now I'm, I am worried, I'll be honest, today, thinking about it, I am worried about what comes next, because it's now in front of you. This is now when we will start hearing about bidders. You know, I would, I would have to question my own support of my football club if the club went to a sports washing project. That's something that I would have to think about. And that worries me totally, because as bad as the Glazers have been and, and how they finance the football club, at the same time, do not want Manchester United to become a flag of sports washing. So there's all of these things there, you know, like we can have our own personal opinions about it. It's just how it goes. But now it's about what comes next. Who is really interested in Manchester United? I obviously want the next owners to be sports owners who have the actual lifeblood and care of Man United, first and foremost, and the fans. And that's difficult in the modern game. So it's a, it's a capitalist world, Scott. It's about how money flows. Um, but... If we could get a Jim Ratcliffe or a similar someone who who genuinely has connections to Manchester United, that would be like winning the jackpot. Like Christmas has come early. That's been the catchphrase today amongst Man United fans, that they feel that there is now hope where there was no hope before. Yeah, Rob, I think you just said it there on Jim Ratcliffe. I think that's why he is the the one put forward by a lot of United fans as their, their favourite candidate, just because of, you know, issues with potential other bidders, but Jim Ratcliffe, you can't question his own intentions, you know, being a United fan, probably a United fan. I know me, for example, would look at that and think, right, he's going to run the club with the best interest at heart, of course. And he's a, and he's a mank. Like he did what I used to do. I, I, I used to sit outside of Old Trafford as a kid reading Red News as a kind of 12, 13, 14 year old on the concrete outside the Stratford End. I'm a fan. That's what I've done since I was a child. Jim Ratcliffe did the same thing. Now, that's really powerful for fans to see that, that, that one of their own, someone from that stock, from that background, could own Manchester United. Yes, he's a billionaire, but it doesn't matter whether he's worth 10 billion 
or 100 billion. It's about looking after the football club. So I think that he's got some very powerful friends, very rich friends. And I think there's a way for him to buy this football club that doesn't drain his own personal fortune. And if he was the face of that, I think Manchester United fans would be delighted. I'm already kind of had little dream states, yeah, of I can remember Michael Knighton coming out, juggling the football, and us, and we stood in the Stratford end going, who's that person there, mum? And asking her, and she was like, I haven't got a clue. And he was trying to buy the football club. So that's the famous side of it. Now, I'm not thinking (laughs) that Jim Ratcliffe will come out and juggle a football, but I'm feeling that vibe. Like if he came out and obviously what Old Trafford would sound like if you had a new owner who took that away from the Glazers and put it back in Manchester United fans' hands. Billionaires are not perfect. We know this, but it's better the devil you know. And in this case, better the red devil you know. I'll move on to Ronaldo in a second. Uh, any any other touch points we need to look at before we do? Not really. Like- Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think that this is this is very, very fresh breaking news and we're hearing stuff all the time. So no doubt we might have to jump on again and talk about the developments of this story. And just for our audience, I did say to Scott, as soon as he went to Qatar, that Manchester United would try and steal the news back somehow to the UK. And that's happened because literally last night and today, the news at 10, good morning, Britain, they're leading on the story that Manchester United is about to be sold. So this is going to carry on and we'll obviously try and keep you all informed. But it's just now, Scott, about what's next. Who comes next? Who's going to look after Man United's interests? And will Manchester United become a political football? Like, uh, I think that's... That's a bigger question now, but we can only see when someone puts their money on the table if that's true or false. So before this, was it hours before? Was was this all last night? Two hours before, exactly. Two two hours before uh, they announced, obviously we all know, we did two shows last week, Rob, about Ronaldo's interview with Piers Morgan and the fallout of it, what he said. I'm sure that Cristiano Ronaldo now is thinking, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Viva Ronaldo Viva Ronaldo he's he's uh, he's won back <laughs> his Man United legacy that he put in the toilet last week uh, but you know there's there's more to it than that but the fact that Ronaldo has spoken out about it uh, I don't know when, maybe it did crank up the pressure a little bit but obviously there are a number of reasons behind the Glazers' decision to potentially sell the club but on Ronaldo himself the news was confirmed two hours before this uh, this news broke as well. Mm-hmm. This all happened in the span of me being at France versus uh, Australia, by the way. So it was <laughs> it was just such a weird night. Um, but United have confirmed that he has been mutually. It's been mutually agreed that he will release. He will be released from his contract, and he is now, I believe, the only free agent at the World Cup. Much like a, th- a throw out to uh, Hal Robson Carno at Euro 2016. I tweeted this, uh, but he's going to be playing for a new club. Wonder where he's going to go, but that's not the topic of conversation. Uh, how do you feel? Well, not the co- topic of conversation for us in this podcast. How do you feel United have dealt with this? 
I think they've done pretty well with it. So let's kind of look how it all unraveled in that two hours and before that. So I think with Cristiano, you know, he, he made it quite clear what he thinks of the Glazers, didn't he? he? Kind of that was one of the big sound bites from the 90 minutes with Ronaldo interview that he doesn't believe the owners care. And there's no doubt that that is one of the hugest embarrassments ever placed on any ownership in history of football. It really is, you know, the biggest sporting icon and brand on the planet in Cristiano, basically publicly severing ties and telling you to sack me. That's what he was doing, wasn't it? We know that's what he was doing. So, yes, Cristiano said that he doesn't believe that the owners care for Man United, and we all agree with him. I think the difference is here, and the reason why that everyone has kind of had a hug and said goodbye to each other is that if the Glazers do want to sell this football club now, which is where we stand, they need to get rid of any toxicity. So they don't want Cristiano Ronaldo and his people inside the football club as they prepare for a sale. What they want to do, and I described this to you off air, Scott, is like when you sell a house, you want to mow the lawn, you want to clean the net curtains, you want to go and have a really good dust. That's how it is. So that's how you sell your property. Manchester United's own intellectual property is worth a lot of money. And there's no way you want that kind of affected by someone like Ronaldo. So I think that they've actually done okay with this. The sense that Ronaldo has left the football club without collecting his severance. His severance was £16 million. And that stays in Manchester United's pockets. So that's a job well done to the board. You know, the board needed to keep that money. Because if you do want to now get to a January transfer window, buy a new striker, show to new buyers that you've got this lovely football club that's working really well under this new manager. But hey, look, we're still investing and we're still powerful and we can get top four. We're going in the Champions League next year. If you can do all of that, Scott, that puts you in a really good position to sell your football club. It really does. It's better to sell a strong asset than a weak one. So I think this is where we're going to be with the Glazers now. And I think also, like, you know, we'll, we'll kind of say this, We've both already heard that, that potentially a buyer is in place and that this is all going to be a process that just unfolds publicly with the Glazers. Uh, and if that is the case, a bit like Chelsea, Todd Bowley was buying players at Chelsea before he was had his name on the door. You know, we knew that. We knew that very early on. Mm, January transfer window coming up, Scott, might well follow the same kind of pattern. We will see. We'll talk about that in a second. But obviously, uh, Ronaldo has done his bit he's now left and will be looking for a new club to join at the start of 2023 how do you reflect on his second spell as a whole because it was doomed from the start but obviously he had his fans throughout last season even though this podcast spent a lot of time saying he wasn't the right fit and that's how it turned out this season and all blew up yeah. in United's face so I never thought that Ronaldo would come back but we got to see it I guess so as a whole, not not as this season, as a whole, how do you reflect on it? It's been awful. As simple as that. So I'm not going to be hypocritical about this, but I'm going to kind of say exactly how I saw it at the time. And when he came to the club, like all of us, Scott, we were joyous because it was a great moment. And I said, at Manchester United, things have got so bad that you end up celebrating player signings like a trophy. And it's a little bit odd, isn't it? That's not real football. But I think with Ronaldo coming back, it was maybe a little bit of maybe validity to say, well, Manchester United still means something. Ronaldo, the greatest player in the world, you know, the greatest brand in football and sport is coming to Manchester United. It did mean something to us, but it came with that caveat. And the caveat that I said at the time was, Ronaldo can't run, Ronaldo can't press, 
And when the manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, wants him to do those things, we might get exposed. Now, how did that end? Yeah, Ronaldo scored goals, but United came six and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer lost his job. So there was a big part of that was on Cristiano's shoulders. No people will say it's not his fault because he scored goals and all of this. But I lost count of the amount of times that I saw him stood on the halfway line with his hands on his hips, waiting for the ball. If that happens, you lose football matches. So that was right in front of us. It was obvious. But I think what people will look back on this, maybe with rose-tinted glasses, because they'll remember that first bit where it was lovely and nice. And it was, it was great seeing him come out of Old Trafford again and get that kind of applause. But Cristiano Ronaldo comes with lots of things that worry people and upset people. And I think that we're at a stage now where, where it's kind of a good thing, I think, for the club that he's left because he does not help you on the football pitch. He really doesn't. And wherever he goes next, you know, he, he might get one last go at a decent club, but I think it's more likely that he goes somewhere where he gets one last huge contract and that he pay his bills for the next year or two because he's still an asset. He's still worth money in a commercial sense. We'll see about that. It's not really for us to talk about, especially today anyway. But um, so we talked there, Rob, touching it briefly about obviously Ronaldo did the interview. The Glazers have now moved to put the statement out. There's a January transfer window coming and there's a hole in the squad. United were already short up front as it was. Yeah. What do United do now? What do the Glazers do now? Do we feel as though buying a player in January to replace Ronaldo and give Ten Hag the strongest hand he possibly can, even though the club's public stance is that there's no mo- there's pretty much no money left. We, cut, we, we overspent on our budget in the summer and that's it. There's no business in January. But Ronaldo has gone. He's, what was he on? Like, I don't know whether he got, uh, his wages got deducted and they after United failed to qualify for the Champions League, but they were in the range of 450 to 500,000 pounds a week, which United are now selling and have not had to pay off Will they reinvest that and give United a strong hand in the second half of the season? Cody Gakpo scored uh, for the Netherlands against Senegal the other night and is a long-term target of United's, potentially fit in the bill. Eric Ten Hag has wanted him for a while, but there are other options too. Uh, what's your gut feeling on this? And what have you heard anything on potentially uh, potential moves in January? I've heard plenty of potential moves, uh, but of course, everything changed yesterday, didn't it, when we heard this news? Uh, and now it's a little bit about speculation about what will happen next. Obviously, there's a lot of people saying, oh, the Glazers won't invest money. They won't buy players because they'll now be trying to take as much money out of the club as possible. Well, it's not really how it works. You know, Manchester United in the structure and the financial structure is that Glazers will still take what they take. So nothing has changed in that way. And I think you need to kind of speculate now to accumulate. So the one big thing yesterday was that the news ended up making Manchester United's share price go crazy. So Manchester United yesterday are now 17% more value, valuable than they were before that statement. So that's a huge amount of money for a billion pound organisation. Uh, I really do believe that Glazers will buy players for the simple reason is that they are going to dress the club up. This is how it is. So when you think about it, you take a Ronaldo out of the equation, around five, £600,000 a week, incredible amount of money off your wage bill but you can go and get a Cody Gakpo for what 100 grand 120 grand something like that and he can come in and score your goals this is not about replacing like for like you're not going to go and buy a superstar you might spend significant funds but this is about continuing that that building process under Ten Hag one thing I will say and I think this is something we've got to remember now going forward is that any new owner do they want Eric Ten Hag 
You know, so that's a really big question now. So Eric Ten Hag, I think today will be a little bit itchy, kind of thinking, hang on, I know the Glazers wanted me and I know the Glazers were going to keep me here for a while. But, you know, if a new owner comes in, like Todd Bowley came in and sacked a Champions League winning coach. So it, it means that there are instability now, maybe where there wasn't instability last week. So these are bigger questions. And I think that Eric Ten Hag's job is on the line. I really do, because I think any new manager, any new owner coming in will definitely want their own person. That's that's common practice. So is it a case that that will affect player, you know, purchasing the sales? Potentially. I don't think it will. I still think United will buy someone in the in the, in, the, um, in the winter window. And I think it is likely Gakpo. I think Gakpo is the name and United could get him. They've already done a lot of due diligence on him. They've looked at him a lot. He's continued to play really well this season. Scored a goal at the World Cup out there with you there, Scott, in Qatar. You know, he's a good player. You could bring him in pretty swiftly in January and not make too much noise and get some upside because he would play centre forward for you or anywhere across that front line. Sorry, Rob. There was a message uh, as you were talking. I had to mute and uh, okay. I couldn't quite hear you throughout that. There was a message going on as I'm in the media centre, but um, I think I got the gist of what you were saying there. Uh, hopefully the listener did as well. Oh, he's, he's going to talk again. So um, this That's is the pitfalls of being at the World Cup. I don't know whether you can hear this uh, under my voice. You can. Rob, Rob is nodding. Rob, I'm going to throw to you. <laughs> he stopped. He's yeah. actually stopped. He's actually stopped. It's fine. Uh, we are doing this on the fly. I apologize for that. Uh, you sound good, you Scott. Listening. You sound good. It's fine. I, I, sound, listen, I sound good now. Uh, yeah. We should wrap up anyway, I think, because I've got to uh, attend to some other other things. Uh, We've managed to find an hour out of my time, I think, to record this podcast because it was absolutely necessary. We had to talk about this. Uh, any final thoughts from you, Rob, before um, before we do scoop? Exciting times, Scott, but nervous times because, you know, we always say that about the grass being greener, better the devil you know, every catchphrase under the sun. But we now need to wait and see who's next. And who's next is a, is a massive question for Man United fans. I do know that a large part of the fan base just does not care about politics, does not care about all the other stuff outside of sport. I get that. But as fans and the protection of Manchester United as a football club, you know, this is our club. It's what we've grown up with. You know, we want that to remain special and we want that to remain, you know, in its own image of what we believe the team to be. So I am a little bit nervous, I'll be honest. And and we'll see where it goes. But if we get a Mancunian in charge of Manchester United, and that's the next step for the football club, um, it will be a joyous moment. I can only imagine what Old Trafford would be the moment Jim Radcliffe stepped out onto that hallowed turf. Uh, I think we'd all be in tears, crying our eyes out, because the last 17 years, we have suffered. We've suffered with this ownership. The club has suffered. The team has suffered. We've become a footnote in English football behind Manchester City behind Liverpool and now probably behind Newcastle United. So we need fresh investment, but let's have the right investment. Let's have let's have someone who will come in, look after the team and build it in the right way, in the Manchester United way. Of course, as you say there, Rob, we are very early. This news is very fresh. Uh, every indication before this was that the Glazers were not intending to sell, no plans at all. Even they, they lived through some really difficult times from pressure from fans and all of this. Uh, but it seems like the world's changing. We have an official statement with the word sale in it. We await to see 
what process uh, ensues from here, which uh, path United decide to take, could not be a sale, as, as we say. But I think me and you, Rob, are pretty confident that it will end up being that way. We don't know how long it will take. Uh, but I'm sure, Rob, we will talk over the next few days about stories that unfold, potential buyers who join the scene. And uh, I'm expecting this will take a few months yet, but we'll see. And we'll be on the promise and every step of the way for you. Uh, just a reminder to follow us on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders, at underscore Rob underscore B and at promise and in you for the show. Subscribe on all your major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, etc., And also follow us on YouTube, subscribe, like the like this video and like every video that we've done so far. Subscribe, obviously, leave a comment as well. How do you feel about this news? Because it is absolutely massive. I don't think the fans and the fan groups will uh, rest on their laurels at all here. I think this is going to really ramp up a little bit over the next few months as well to make sure that the job is nearly done. Let's hammer it home. Uh, so big credit to the people who have persistently protested against the uh, the ownership of the Glazer family. And uh, hopefully it'll come to an end pretty soon. And that's the end of this podcast as well. So Rob, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to go get back to my World Cup life and we'll see what happens with United in the meantime. But uh, Rob, thanks very much. I'll see you very soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Apologies today for the... Uh, rough nature of this podcast but uh, and the little interruptions of the man on the microphone right at the end but uh, thanks very much for listening everyone and we'll see you soon when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.